Hey everybody, Adel Marcy here from Adel Marcy Unplugged, and today it's gonna be a real quick show, really. Uh, just quick sponsor shout out. We got um, what's it called? God, purelyhosting.com forward slash Adel. Go there, get your site done. More importantly, this show is actually sponsored by digitalcommunion.com. Now, Digital Communion, um, we've actually got, got the guy that has created it, ran it. Quite a good guy, um, and someone I look up to, Nick Gregoriadis, who has a really hard name to pronounce. Nick, thank you for doing this, because I know this is like completely off the cuff for both of us. Hey, bud. Um, I just have to interject. I'm not quite a good guy. I'm a really good guy. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> He's a really good guy. <laughs> unless, we're, uh, unless, you know, you're on the mats, then apparently you're an asshole because you just <laughs> tap everyone out or just beat them, from what I've been told. Oh my man, those days, those days have passed. I'm afraid now. I'm the one getting tapped out by most of the young kids. <laughs> uh, it's all good, good and well. So, um, Nick, seriously, like we connected like two years ago because of your book, um, the, your Black Belt Blueprint. I think yeah. it was. Yeah. Uh, so, if I remember correctly, you got promoted to Black Belt within like uh, four years by Haji Crazy. Yeah. Um, it was about four and a half years, and um, it was due to uh, the <clears throat> coming together of a bunch of different variables, including um, good luck, good timing, hard work, and uh, a lot of progressive training methods That's that allowed me to progress more quickly. Yeah. I mean, there's a lot of like um, crossover between like Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu. I always tell these people there's a lot of crossover with martial arts, but in particular Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu and business. Because like you've successfully like you started uh, Jiu-Jitsu Brotherhood, and you've got now you've got Digital Communion. You've also got um, a few other things that are running in the background. But tell us more about like both how you got it with um, Jiu-Jitsu Brotherhood and Digital Communion because that that's still something quite new that I don't really know much about. It's interesting you said there's a crossover between jiu-jitsu and business because uh, I'm listening to an audio book at the moment about um, success and the speaker throws out a statistic which I cannot remember exactly but some very high percentage of Fortune 500 CEOs are ex-military or at least did some sort of military service um, and his point is that uh, the discipline instilled in the individual during uh, um, military training uh, has crossover potential for, for business and I think it's no different with martial arts. Um, you do require a certain level of discipline um, and a certain level of determination or else you're just going to get weeded out. Yeah, massively. What's the, which, which book is it? Uh, it is, I think it's called The Secrets of Success by Zig Ziglar. I know it has the word success in the title. Let me just look it up quickly. That's cool. No, um, Zig's a good guy. I like his stuff. It's called How to Stay Motivated by Zig Ziglar. Yeah. Uh, cool book. Really enjoying the book. I mean, that was one of the first ones I ever read. I think I was 18 at the time. Oh, really? Huh? Yeah. yeah. He's a very interesting cat. Um, I'm listening to an audio book, which I'm really enjoying audio books at the moment because uh, I just find it's cool when you're walking down the street and you know you do a lot of walking in London and a lot of train travel and bus travel and it's cool to just have an audiobook playing because then I don't feel like that's been dead time yeah it's um I usually use it for my iPod I, I, I literally got an old school like you know the one, 140 gig iPods the oh that's old school yeah I found one online I was like I've got to buy this because 
my iPhone gets really full of um, music and audiobooks, and then I can't take photos. So I'm like, okay, uh, I'll just put all my music and all my audiobooks onto an iPod and just walk around with that all day. You get so many, so many people give you weird looks because they're like, that's really old school. Are you are you trying to be hipster right now? Like, it's I'm using this for actual uses. This isn't just a fashion item. I'm literally using this. Yeah, my my um business partner actually uses one of the old um iPods. Probably, I think it's the 140 gig one, 160 gig one, and he says uh, he uses it specifically because it doesn't have an internet connection and it doesn't allow him to do anything except listen to audio and music. Um, and he finds when he he walks out his door uh, with just his iPod, it's almost like he gets a little break from the constant connectivity that having an iPhone um, forces you into. And I thought that was quite interesting. Yeah. That's actually a really interesting point. I've never really thought of it that way, but it is true, especially with London Underground the way it is. I mean, you can get Wi-Fi from time to time, but it's mostly, um, it's like there's no Wi-Fi, no uh, reception or connection whatsoever down there. So you've got like your music listening to, mm-hmm. and you're completely disconnected, which can be a good thing sometimes when you're on the underground. Agreed. <laughs> oh, dear Joyce. And it's... Uh, it's a really cool thing. So going back to it right now, what was the big? What was the jump like that made you get uh, go from jujitsu brotherhood to like digital communion? Like, what was the journey that you took towards that? Um, it's an interesting question, but uh, so I was on. Uh, I started a a show called London Real. Um, this was must be going on five years ago, four or five years ago, and um, after that, I moved on to another show called uh, The Journey. Which was which was quite popular, and um, unfortunately, my co-host and I on the journey, uh, we both had several um, <clears throat> personal reasons come up, which meant that we couldn't really work together on that show anymore um, due due mainly to time constraints um, and differences in location. So um, a third time lucky with with my podcasting career is Digital Communion, which I'm. I'm doing with a, a close friend uh, called Thomas Faustine. Um, and it's basically, I mean, I, I love conversation. I love being stimulated uh, mentally through interesting conversation. And that's that's what Digital Communion is all about. It's, uh, as I said, myself and Thomas, and we're, we're just asking questions and we're, we're trying to expand our, our consciousness through... Um, asking interesting questions and, and just looking at life and seeing how we can improve ours and reach our goals and just collectively help raise, um, I don't like to use vibration, but I guess vibration is probably the right word, just collectively raise the vibration of the planet um, through interesting conversation. See, that's quite interesting in its own right because um it's i feel like there's a shift like a massive there's been a shift that's been growing for the last like 10 years or so but right now it's starting to come to that head where nearly everyone i've spoken to is talking about like we're trying to raise the vibration of the world like it's now raising because everyone's just kind of like we're really raising the conscious barrier because there is a lot of um negativity in the world it's kind of almost overwhelming when you think about what's going on it is, uh, I guess that's the curse of intelligence is uh, when you start questioning and thinking and 
when you realize what is actually going on, uh, you use the, the exact word I use, which is overwhelming. It is, it is borderline terrifying when you, when you really understand uh, that there are some pretty powerful forces out there that are conspiring to extract the maximum possible value uh, and, and really squeeze your life essence out of you yeah. in order for their own um, economic gains. Uh, the thing to always keep in mind is that it's also an incredibly good time to be alive, um, not just by virtue of the fact that we are living longer and working less than we ever have before. Um, technology is also opening up possibilities which the human did not have, it could not have even conceived of even 20 years ago. So I think it's very important to remember that, like everything else, um, the times we live in uh, come with a dualistic, negative, and positive aspect. Well, to be fair, that's kind of life for you anyway. It balances itself out. And Nick, because you've not really been introduced by the noisy person that's in the room, that's actually my cat. He is the co-host of the show because every so often he'll just come in and do this, or he'll just stay quiet. But he was like, I'm going to wake up and make myself known. You guys are talking about the shit I know. Consciousness? Yeah, I'm right here. I agree with you. <laughs> That's um, cool. But with one thing that I that you've just really kind of touched upon, and it is the fact that, like, how quickly we've evolved as a species. And the thing I like to tell people is, like, especially in the UK, is from years 7 to 11 for my US friends, basically from the ages of 12 to um, 16, or se- oh, sorry, 11, 12 to 16, 17, in that time period, we like when I went to school in that time period, we went from a Nokia or a Nokia 3310, which is a brick phone, which still I believe is the most indestructible thing on earth, um, all the way to an iPhone, like the first and second generation of iPhones came out by that point. And just yeah, think about the uh, evolution. It's interesting. it's interesting. I think that uh, I use that the, the mobile phone metric a lot. Um, there's probably some better ones as well. I can't really think of any off the cuff. Um, you can also kind of look at the internet speeds. Yeah, you could also look at the Simpsons versus Family Guy, yeah. um, <laughs> which is another um, interesting one. I was thinking about that yesterday. I used to be a huge Simpsons fan, and then, um, I mean, I just I try to compare that show to Family Guy now, and it is it is almost incomparable. The the quality of the writing and the the humor on Family Guys is literally light years ahead of The Simpsons. Um, maybe not the most philosophical metric to use, but uh, it is one of them. Yeah. Uh, I guess uh, also there's something called um, the Gini coefficient, which if I'm not mistaken, just heard about this uh, last week, that measure, measures... Um, it's a, a measure of statistical dispersion intended to represent the income distribution of a nation's residents uh, and is the most commonly used measure of inequality, according to Wikipedia. Apparently, um, that Gini coefficient is getting smaller and smaller, in particular in the UK, which means that income distribution is becoming more fair and evenly distributed, uh, which is, is also pretty cool and bodes well for our future as a species. Yes and no, because there is another theory that kind of, if that's happening, then this other theory is kind of coming up. And I think South Korea is probably the most, 
it is the live tested area for this where um have you ever heard the theory about like when a populace has um prosperity and fairness and equality in everything from work finances and stuff like that there is really a small gap between the upper middle class and lower classes um mm -hmm. the population starts to deplete very quickly I didn't know that. Yeah. Um, I think that's still probably a good thing. Um, for the time being, yeah. But as in, in the sense of, um, in like, for instance, they did a study, like Lily said, by 2050, South Korea would cease to exist. Wow, that's fascinating. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean, I still think that uh, uh, we could probably do with having way, way, way less human beings on this planet. So uh, I I'm not really the fear of declining populations has never been something that's bothered me. Um, we'll see what happens. <laughs> definitely. Definitely. I, I'm with you on that one, but I'm just saying that um, because of that theory, it it could, like, we could we could stand to lose a couple of people here and there. It's fine, because there is a resource balance that we need to um, think about and consider. But the thing that actually becomes um, a notion is that within two or three generations, this becomes the way forward and becomes the new um kind of basic line for the human populace at least in that region mm -hmm. now imagine that continues on like south korea where by 2050 they're actually you know they're all in their old age and there is no kids there is no next generation the entire populace dies out there is no in innovation now if that happens on a global scale and other nations start taking this on then we ourselves would be um engineering our own extinction without actually knowing about it and that's kind of the big fear that the scientists do have yeah, I mean, I again, I, <laughs> extinction of the human race is not something that really, uh, <laughs> that really, the thought of it doesn't really bother me. Um, I mean, I, I've come to terms with the fact that I'm going to die one day, and everyone I know and love is going to die one day, and whether or not we continue in another form, which I strongly believe we do, uh, I think that the continuation of the human race is not necessarily the be-all and end-all of, of creation and existence. Um, you know, the universe will still carry on if human beings aren't here on the third rock from the sun. And uh, I think there are, uh, there's probably far worse things that could happen that we don't even know about, like the collapse of entire galactic trade federations that exist in, in some far flung corners of the globe. Man, I uh, wish uh, that sorry, was true. Of the universe, yeah, like uh, so much true. Not yeah. for, not the collapse, just the fact that there'll be a galactic federation. Because then, I'm like, Star Wars was real. Yeah, yeah, it's something I think about all the time. Actually, <laughs> <laughs> this is where Nick reveals how much of a geek he truly is. Yeah, this total. this is the real reason we like he started jujitsu, uh, doing Brazilian jujitsu and stuff. It's basically. Um, a long time ago, in the 90s, uh, this before, I assume before Nick did any martial arts and stuff, or maybe you were, in the 90s, to the younger fans of the show, um, Star Wars was not cool in the 90s. In fact, <laughs> if you said you like Star Wars, you got your ass handed to you. Pretty <laughs> daily at school, like I did, which is why I have a point of contention with everyone that says they like Star Wars, and I'm like, really, pretty girl in third row? Really? You like Star Wars? <laughs> you're only here because your boyfriend's here, and he's only here because he heard about it from a friend. Didn't get his ass kicked at school. Not allowed yeah. to be a fan. That's the rule. <laughs> and if you think it was bad for us, it was even worse for the Star Trek guys. Oh man, they got their asses <laughs> whooped. 
so badly. <laughs> I feel even the Star Wars kids beat the shit out of them. It's true. It's true. <laughs> this is Nick speaking on experience, by the way. For sure, for sure. That's why I started martial arts. I got bullied for being a, uh, a Star Wars geek. Uh, speaking of geekery or geekdom, um, I'm just earlier looking at uh, the possibility of heading to something called Comic Con. I don't know if you've heard of it. Yeah, dude, I go. Uh, are you going to the one in May? Is it in London? Yeah, there's one in London. It's the MCM. Uh, I'm not going to want to make because I won't be in the UK, but I was actually thinking more of the, the one in um, the US. Ooh, San Diego? Um, I think it is in San Diego. Yeah. It's notoriously difficult to get tickets from what I've heard. Oh, yeah. you got to basically, you got to sit there on countdown and you have to keep hitting refresh until the order button comes up. And then you've got like a quick second before the order button disappears because they've sold out. Yeah, I've heard about that. Um, I've heard about that. But we'll see what happens. Yeah, I mean, good luck. If you do go, man, by all means, take photos. That place is, like, insane because there's also celebrities that just walk around the crowd and stuff. Yeah, it's probably not going to happen for another year or two, but I definitely will go to Comic-Con one day. Nah, that'd be pretty cool. Who knows? We might bump into each other there. That'd be yeah, that would be great. That'd be fantastic. Cool. So just because of time constraints, because um, I do want you back on the show so we can get like a full hour or so, because again, there's so many areas that we could explore here. Um, I do want to just kind of jump back into like the main crux of what I love to do with the show, and that's get your get your advice on three things people can do that are listening to the show can do to move forward from where they are in their lives to the next stage, whether that's they're in a job they hate whether that's they're out of shape, whatever it is, what are the three things that you can give, uh, you can tell them to do to move forward? Uh, okay, we'll make it three simple ones. Uh, meditate, um, avoid alcohol, and read. Read more. Any recommendations on books? Um, my favorite one of the last year has been uh, a book called... Letting Go, The Pathway to Surrender by David R. Hawkins, which is all about emotional uh, or freedom from emotional ties due to past events. Um, it's a fantastic read. It's helped me a lot in my life. I, I highly recommend it. That's cool. I'm going to match that and give a recommendation from my side, which is I would suggest that everyone read um, Robert Greene's 48 Laws of Power. That's the book I'd give everyone. It's a great, great way of understanding people, but don't take it too literally because then you become like Frank Underwood from um, House of Cards and then it gets really freaky. Please don't yeah. do that. It's just a book on how to handle people and how to handle yourself. Um, as a caveat, read uh, How to Win Friends and Influence People to Balance It Out. So it's, it's a lovely little trade-off. But yeah, Nick, thank you so much for coming on. I know it's been a really, really quick call today. Um, but guys, check out digitalcommunion.com. Is it live yet or is it going live? Uh, it's live, bud. That's awesome, guys. Head on over there. Check out Nick's stuff. Um, seriously, his all his podcasts I've listened to in the past, all the interviews he's done, they've always been absolutely amazing. And I'm really, really, uh, I'm sure and certain the digital community is going to be another big thing that he does. And uh, best of luck to you with it, buddy. Thank you so much, Adil. Take care. And uh, look forward to having you on the show again. Yeah. Bye.